Welcome to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Deerwood Performance, Albuquerque Driveway, Halburn's Truck and Equipment, and Swope Real Estate. Your host, David Swope, will be talking about events happening around the state and on the national scene. Whether it's got two wheels or four wheels, pavement and off-road racing, or park and shine, if you are into it, we are into it. Now, here is your host, David Swope. Good morning, everybody. Of course, uh, David Swope on vacation. Lucky guy right now down in Mexico. Uh, he was going fishing yesterday. I haven't really got the fishing report back. Uh, maybe we can go to Dan on that one here in just a second. But it's a good day. It is race day here in the 505 and the 575. So uh, it's going to be a really good day. Hopefully everything, as far as weather, stays away. I'm not going to say the R word today, but uh, I will say hello, RJ. Good morning. Hey, Spencer, always good seeing you, my man. No, good time on the show. Uh, the R word as in racing. Racing is going to happen. That's why I'm yes, putting into it. That's the only word we're going to be able to say today. Uh, racing's going to happen. Right now it's beautiful outside. Saw some balloons on my way in this morning. Uh, it's been a second since I've been in the studio, too. Uh, Dan's in the studio behind the box. What's going on, bud? Not much. Uh, on the fishing, uh, number one, Kinsey definitely got sick the whole time. Number two, I heard that Shelly out-caught David, so we got to razz him about that when he gets back. You know what? I was wondering about that. I, I knew one of those in the group was going to get sick. I didn't think it was going to be Kenzie, though. She she can't do motion. Yeah. Cars, planes, boats, oh, bad and news, anything. Deep-sea fishing is like probably not the number one choice for that, then, at all. Yeah, but that's impressive. So, Shelly, P1 right now on the board. That's that's what I'm hearing. Wow. Yeah, we're we're definitely have to dive more into that whenever he gets back. But uh, RJ, we got a really busy day, man. We better jump right into this Law Tiger event calendar uh, before we get too too far into all the shenanigans that are not racing related. We got to get right into it. Yeah, no, try to keep everything local. Tell you the truth, there's so many car shows going on. I doubt we're going to fit them all in this segment, but we're going to try our darnest. First, we always start off with our racing, so of course, uh, go out, Albuquerque Dragway, they had an awesome event going on yesterday where they had the Yearwood Performance Street to Strip, that was going to be Friday from 6 to 11, and then today what they have revved up is going to be one of their awesome, it's going to be the Midnight Madness, there's going to be live bands, a lot of racing, a lot of stuff going on where this is kind of the kickoff to summer, I think, where it's a 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. show out at Albuquerque Dragway, so some night racing, a lot of cool stuff going out there. Always want to give, of course, our local racing guys a shout-out. Absolutely, and that should be a fun one. Uh, what do we got going on as far as dirt track racing, buddies? So we got a few options for you. I'm going to start out down in Votto, actually. I, I love what they do down there. I know, uh, Spencer, you get a good amount of your racing done down there. So down for Votto, we're going to see that they have their weekly racing series with the 305 Wing Sprints, the Super Trucks, USRA B-Mods, Legend Cars and Pure Stocks are all going to be down at Votto this weekend where they're racing. The gates are going to open at 5, racing starts at, at 7.30, and just a good old time. I mean, not too bad of a drive for the facility, for everything that they do down there in Votto. I think it's something you really should go and try out. And you know what? That That's kind of perfect that we just talked about that. I just came back from Votto last weekend, and here in Segment 2 and 3, we're going to have Scott Welch in the house. And he was down there, able to take it all in. Uh, and we got so many stories to share about how crazy of a weekend that was. 
it, it's been so wild. I don't even think I was able to post on social media that I went racing last week. And so it was kind of a, a quick turnaround, turn and burn type of thing to get back in town. But we'll talk a little bit more about that. I do want to say that Votto did something really, really cool today. Um, if anybody's noticed, we are kind of dancing around the R word. And there's a lot of other states and surrounding racetracks that are kind of struggling with the same thing as well. Vado Speedway Park, breaking news this morning. They say, attention sprint car drivers from the Lubbock area and anonymous sponsors offered up to pay for two pit passes and $100 for fuel for the first two sprint cars that show up to race at that facility later on this evening from anyone in the Lubbock, Amarillo area. So pretty cool that that anonymous sponsor, of course, we don't know who that is, but uh, whoever it is, thank you very much. That's kind of one of those old school things, some tow money to help get people out there. Uh, cool to see something like that going on once again. Hey, you know, if it works, if it's something to build up the community of racing, I mean, hey, all in for that. So great job on that, Votto and Mr. Anonymous. We'll tell them on that. Also, I mean, of course, locally we got Sandia Speedway that we have going on. So Sandia Speedway, they actually have kind of two events where the traditional, the dirt is going to be uh, the 360 non-wings, late models, USRA B-mods, stock cars, cruisers and flat track motorcycle while also earlier in the day it's kind of a two-day event it's the summer breeze grand prix that's going to be uh from swms or uh southwest motorsports and it's uh, at the suka circuit uh practice is going to start at 9 a.m so they're going to get the track done early and i think uh you're going to be out there later on today aren't you spencer it's a busy day for me rj i'm going to talk a little bit more about it later but i got an appearance coming up at our friend oscar at house of cars they're going to be uh, hanging out there from 10 to 2 p.m. More on that in just a little bit. But as you said, yep, Sandia Speedway tonight with the NMMRA non-wing 360 sprint cars. Looking forward to getting back there. Was really, really strong showing last time out. Uh, last time I was there, I got a uh, second place finish to Caleb Stelzik, who we've had on the show recently. He's been blazing around. But another driver that has been really fast this year has been Travis Oldfield. He just went back-to-back on wins. Uh, and that's his first two career wins in the Sprint Car Series. So very gonna, it's going to be an interesting race to watch down there at Sandia Speedway tonight. I'm looking forward to getting down there and seeing everybody. And you know, RJ, it, it's been a minute since we've been able to race here locally. And I think that's one of the cool things about having a track here in our backyard that's trying to build like they are. Is It's, it's neat to see everybody trying. You know, Everybody's mm-hmm. trying some new things. Uh, we've had a lot of the... Uh, staff on the show here in the last few weeks and months leading up to this season and it just feels revitalized to me i feel like everybody is working in the same direction everybody's pulling nobody's really pushing and it's just it it feels nice going into a facility like that with everybody just refreshed and trying to work towards the same thing so looking forward to that Uh, again that's coming up later on this evening at sandia speedway what about Alien Motor Speedway? So I'm, I'm going to go through these a little quickly. So Alien, this it's going to be their weekly uh, championship racing series. All their traditional riders going to be out there racing starting at 7. We have Legacy Speedway, where they're going to have their weekly racing series. Everything from X-Mods, Hobby Stocks, Cruisers, all that's going to go at Milan. Some stuff in Legacy. Aztec is going to come back next weekend, where we're going to have kind of their... Uh, 
They're a Davy Phillips and Lucky Pike Memorial, a big uh, combination race, two-day race. That a bunch of cool cars are going to be out there. Everything for the micro sprints, the dwarf modifieds, the IMC classes, all the stuff that's going to be out there next weekend at Aztec, and then a two-day kind of practice day at Moriarty MX where they're going to be at their fun track. And one thing, the the R word did get to them a little bit, but pretty much, hey, when they have four different tracks, you know, they figure out. They're not going to fix up one of them. They focus on three. They have three of their tracks going out there. So it's still time. Go out to Moriarty. Everything's ready where they're going to get some bike racing out there for sure. So a little update that way. And I know I didn't leave you a whole lot of time for it, but let's go through some of the bigger car shows because it is definitely in the swing of season. Heck yeah. No, a lot of great stuff going on here. Starting off with a, a first annual show. Always try to give them some shout out and everything that go down there. And it's down in Raton, New Mexico. It's the Frito Banditos New Mexico Eatery. It's our first annual car show. It's going to go on today from 12 to 5 at a 1012 South 2nd Street down in Raton, New Mexico. So always want to give a shout out for the first time ones. Cars and Coffee for Owl Cafe is always the first Saturday of the month, so I always give out a shout-out where, of course, this is June 3rd. They're going to be out there. There's a cool one that we have going on that's the Spokes Car Show that's on Route 66. This is actually in Grants, New Mexico. This is the Fire and Ice out there with classic cars, low riders, motorcycles, and trucks. A lot of cool prizes, a lot of cool entries, but just always keep it traditional with the Route 66. Give them a shout-out there. Uh, one of the best causes and one of the great things, they do multiple events a year. It's the Show and Shine for the Toys for Tots. That's going to be today from 12 to 4, or actually tomorrow, I apologize. Tomorrow from 12 to 4, it's going to be a Sunday show with a dash plaque for the first 75 vehicles that enter. But they're going to have everything from winging contests. They're going to have all these different car shows. They're going to have uh, some big kind of specialty cars that are going to be out there, a prize raffle, and just one of the better events that we have going on. Of course, it's such a great cause for Toys for Tots. There is a fun one that we have going on, which is the Car A Fair, which is a cool one that's kind of a two-day event in Carlsbad, where they had a little bit going on to start off yesterday, but today is going to be the DJ music, food court vendor. That's going to be the majority of the car shows that are going on, and just fun for the kids, fun for everyone going on. They try to make it, like I said, the community event that these car shows are turning into is just always fun. And then I'm going to, unfortunately, have to skip a few because, I mean, one of the biggest ones we have going on is this Albuquerque Super Show. Well, RJ, why don't we just, we'll come back to this in the last segment because I do want to talk about the Super Show. That's a big show coming up uh, and want to give them some time here later on in the show. So we'll we'll bounce back to that one. We do got to go to a break right now. Thank all of our sponsors. And when we come back on the other side, we'll be talking to Scott Welch about Vado Speedway Park. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report. Here on ESPN Radio, 101.7, the team. Hey, Albuquerque, this is A.J. Almendinger, driver of the number 16 Chevy Camaro for College Racing. You are listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio, 101.7, the team. ESPN Radio, 101.7, the team. With David Swope, the fastest radio host in the West. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, Halburn's Truck and Equipment, and Swope Real Estate. Here is David. Good morning, everybody. Again, Spencer Hill filling in for David Swope this morning as he is enjoying his time on the beach in Mexico, and we're here in 
Same old Albuquerque, but it's all right. It's a good day. It's race day, Saturday, and looking forward to a fun day of action-packed activities around the state. And here in the studio, we have one of the fan favorites, Scott Welch, in the house. How's it going this morning? What's up, Spence? Good to see you, buddy. Good to see you, too, Scott. You've been busy as heck, man. I, I know you've been running all around the country, basically. Yes. But I was lucky enough to have you last weekend yep. at the beautiful Vado Speedway Park down there in Vado, New Mexico. Yes. Right plush, right in the middle of Las Cruces and El Paso. And uh, this was your first time to that facility. I've been telling you for a long time, you got to come down here, Scott. facility is beautiful. It's one of the best things that you could possibly see as far as racing goes in the state of New Mexico. And finally, you were able to make your way down, and you brought your camera bag with you. So yes. just tell me about your first impact when you walked into that facility and you rolled up and just saw all the work that they've been doing down there. Definitely state-of-the-art uh, uh, dirt track racing facility, the nicest one I've ever been to. And I've been to some nice you know, facilities, but uh, Vado's got them beat as far as the ones I've been to. It's a beautiful facility. Uh, lots of concrete, lots of uh, amenities for the fans. I mean, they're just amazing. And then uh, the track was great, and great racing, man. Lots of race cars. Uh, gosh, there was, what, 14 or 15 sprint cars there, wing sprint cars, which to me, if you're a motorsport fan, is you know, right there at the top of to watch from a spectator's perspective. And that wasn't the it. The wing I mean... cars were awesome. We Not only did we have the Desert Series there with the 360 wing sprint cars, which has been an incredible series to watch grow the last few years, but we also had the late models there. They put on a heck of a show. The Super Trucks, they put on a great show as well. And I even got to share the track a little bit with the Legend cars. Uh, and we've seen Aiden Saunders, Josh Jackson, a lot of those drivers been putting on one heck of a show. And surprisingly, I don't, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if they just are sending every legend car down south, but that class seems to be growing more and more every single week. It's been incredible to watch that. But as you said, I think we started the weekend with uh, 14 cars, 15 cars. We lost one here, gained one here, and it ended up being one heck of a show down there. I do have to say they had the track really, really nice this past weekend. Seemed to be smooth. You guys were fast on it, man. Um, the late models, golly, that their lap time's got to be close to the sprint cars. Those guys fly. Yeah, I think I mean, they're they about a second off of us whenever we're I, – I, but it, it fluctuates yeah, it's close. because you have all the downforce on our end. Right. They have a little bit of mechanical grip and the tire on their end. But, right. But uh, very comparable – both classes, super fun to watch down at Votto. Yeah, I would argue two of the most exciting Great classes show. down there. But let, let's just start with Friday night because it was a two-day show. Right. Very unique down there. You don't get to see a whole lot of two-day shows really anywhere in New Mexico anymore. It used to be the norm back in the day, you know, Speedway Park days. You used to have these two-day shows all the time, but uh, that's kind of gone away with time. It's nice to see them come back every once in a while. Lucky enough for us that... Power Eye Desert 360 Series is only two-day shows, so every time you see that, that will be two nights of action. Uh, next one will be up in Aztec in just a couple months. But Friday we roll in, track is looking juicy, really, really nice, fast cars all around the speedway. And uh, I, even though I was hectic as all get out over in the pit area, it looked like you were having some fun in the infield. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, I was able to bring the mini bike down and... Uh 
and uh, that way I can explore the facility and get in and out the inside of the track very easily. Um, the uh, the management down there is fantastic and, and treats media very well. So uh, hats off to them for, for the way they treated me and uh, um, the ability to do what I do. And uh, I was able to get some nice shots of you and, and a couple of other drivers, but I mainly focused on you while I was down there. And we got some good shots, and uh, but we had a little overheating issue, didn't we? Yeah, there there was <laughs> definitely issues plaguing us all weekend. Uh, if you've been following anything that I've been doing, you know that it's been a tough season for me so far. Uh, I just popped one of my motors, uh, unfortunately, a few weeks ago down at Vado. Brand new motor. And, yep, brand Fresh new motor. motor. So lost a motor, just put this new one in from Performance Plus, and high hopes on it. Ran really good numbers on the dyno. Uh, threw it in, didn't really know what to expect to get on track. That's kind of the downside of sprint car racing. You don't get a whole lot of practice. That three laps of hot laps doesn't tell you a whole lot. But uh, we go in, and unfortunately, yeah, like you said, we ran into some overheating issues. Um, we just kept on kind of tweaking it throughout the whole weekend. Thought we got it kind of fixed with some fuel stuff. We'd find a little thing here, a little thing there. But at the end of the weekend, it was still... Just overheating on me, but it, the car was really fast. That that's one thing I do want to say is, um, whenever it was working, it was going, man. I was yeah. having, I was having one heck of a time. Well, out you there. were picking people off left and right. I mean, um, you had a little glitch with start, having to start and back in your in the first heat on Friday. Let's talk about that really quick. <laughs> I wasn't gonna. I, I, you... I, I'm gonna sell myself out on this <laughs> okay. one. For the first time ever in my racing career, I have never done this. I swear. Never done this in my racing crew before. I missed my heat race. Not only did I miss my race, I had no reason to miss it. No the reason. The car was basically ready to go. Of, it was fine. They kind of sprung that race up, though. It was. It wasn't. A, there was a little bit of miscommunication or something. I have never there. felt like more of an Cause... idiot than that <laughs> moment when I see the heat race roll off onto the speedway that I'm supposed to start on the pole from. And I mean. So based on qualifying, Spencer was fast, very and was fast, on, and was on the pole of his heat of the first heat was supposed to be, and then he missed. And then I he missed the heat. So I'm sitting there <laughs> looking over, and I see the heat one just rolling off, and I'm not even in my car. So as you can imagine, panic just flushes through me. I jump right. in the car as fast as I can, try to get over there, and um. Miss it. I missed the green flag. Like I said, never done that in my career. But they were lucky enough, like you said, they're so accommodating over there at Vaughn. Yes. They're very understanding. They're all racers. They get it. They were able to let me start in the back of heat race number two. That way I could still get some laps. They came over to the race receiver, told me I'm not going to get any passing points, which fair. I right. missed my race. Right. Uh, but I was still able to go out there and get a good feel for the car, which did help the overall pace of the weekend because I was able to get a good baseline going. Finished seventh that first night, uh, overheating issues. And then the second night, I was actually running third, running down Jesse Baker, another fast name. Everybody yes. probably recognized that name yes, from long ago. Uh, and unfortunately got a little bit sideways when I was trying to get around a lap car. Lost it, spun out, and uh, looked down at the temperature gauge. She was pegged, so right. I just shut her down, called her tonight. But um been fun trying to figure out that wing car. I'm really glad that you were able to come down there and take some great photos. Looking forward to seeing the full album of that. Ended up taking the car back to the shop this week to get everything switched over for tonight at Sandia. 
and uh, did find a couple little things. I I found some water leaks, so mm. we addressed those. And then the big one is there's a clamp that holds our mag down into the injection and down in the motor. Mm-hmm. And that clamp has basically a stud and a nut that holds it down. Right. And right at the nut, the stud actually broke. So my mag was loose. Oh. And changing the timing the entire length of that race. Oh, and that'll make a motor so heat up. So that'll can. make yeah, 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 that'll make a motor heat up pretty yeah. quick. So. People don't know if they realize how temperature's such a, a a touchy thing in a sprint car because it's a methanol alcohol motor and they're aluminum mm-hmm. and um uh, the the fuel actually has the propensity or has the capacity to cool the engine. Uh, as as we as Spencer, I should say, richened your motor, and we weren't getting any action out of richening the motor up. It should have cooled it down. Mm-hmm. But uh, so it was a crack. Uh, it, it, it was, was the, it a was multitude a of issues, yes. basically. Yes, yes. It, it was maybe the and fuel it was numbers. a little hot. It wasn't crazy hot. It was just getting yeah. on the borderline. Yeah, but hot. with. With already blowing up a motor a few weeks ago, no. it's way, way better just to call it a night. It's cheaper. I'm to, not in the point yes. standings anyways for the wing stuff, so just call it a night once that temperature gauge pegs and, well, and just move on to, to the next weekend. Allow me to mention, too, this is Spencer's first full-size wing sprint car action. That's a good point. And, uh, and, and, and he did very well, and he's responsible for setting the car up, and it's a completely different setup than a non-wing car. Uh, so I was, I was very proud of him myself. He did a great job and got up to third. And I really think if the car wasn't overheating that you might've even won the race, at least got second. I think you'd have got around. Yeah. Jesse. Lauren, Lauren Maybe. Wofford was gone. He he was definitely in yeah, another zip he was code. Gone. Uh, and honestly, the Woffords had a good weekend last weekend. Vance taking home the win on night number one, his first career desert series victory. And then Lauren Wofford, who we've seen tearing up the track here at Sandia and all around the state in the wing series, he was able to literally just drive away from the field. And yeah, he's he fast. was in another area code, man. He was he was on rails. He so. had the setup for sure. But I loved what Vado was doing. I don't know if you caught it, but they were really good this weekend too about putting the drivers in front of the fans. One thing that yes. I feel is kind of lacking in a lot of racetracks nowadays is getting that interaction, getting that FaceTime with fans. But they yeah. did a very good job of getting us out there. I went out there, and I was giving out candy to the kids. Sure, introducing we did the drivers. our uh, redraw for the main event right there on the front straightaway. And as both you know, someone that works in the business but also yeah. a race fan at heart, what does that mean to you? Well, it means a lot. It's uh, To get the fans knowing the drivers that's that's when it really becomes something from that perspective to me i mean if a track really wants to promote get the fans knowing the names of the drivers promote the names of the drivers and that's how you that's how you really get into it just like you know we do with football you know we know the names on the on the on the field and that's what really makes us take an interest in it same thing with racing you know you know somebody it's a game changer you know so uh, yeah, great job of doing that and promoting the drivers. I think that's a good thing, and they should keep doing that. And if any of you out there would like to go catch some racing down at Votto Speedway Park, they are racing tonight. Gates open at 5 p.m. Racing starts at 7.30 with 305 wing sprint cars, USRA B-Mod, Super Trucks, Legends cars, and Pure Stocks all on the docket for tonight. 
Adult tickets just fifteen dollars. Military and senior and student tickets twelve bucks. Youth six to eleven five dollars, and kids five and under always free. Scott, I'm going to ask you to stick around. I got a lot more to talk to you about here in the next segment. We do got to go to break really quick. Uh, But when we come back, let's talk about some of the other stuff you got going on. I know you've been all over the country so we'll talk about that in just a second you've been listening to the new mexico motorsports report here on espn radio 1017 the team hi this is al Unser, four-time winner of the indy 500 you've been listening to david slope of the new mexico motorsport report on espn radio 1017 the team Hey New Mexico, this is Alex Bowman, driver of the 48 Ally Chevrolet for Hendrick Motorsports. You're listening to Spencer Hill and David Swope on ESPN Radio 101.715. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, Halburn's Truck and Equipment, and Swope Real Estate. Here is David. Good morning and happy race day, everybody. Spencer Hill filling in for David Swope on vacation this week in Mexico. He'll be back, I believe, next week uh, to share all the fun stories about that. But we're lucky enough to have Scott Welch, motorsports photojournalist in the house. <laughs> I don't and know I, how I lucky you are. But... <laughs> I, I love saying that, Scott, because <laughs> whenever you think of a motorsports photojournalist, I mean, it, it seems like it would be really simple of what you do. <laughs> But it is so much more than just taking pictures at a racetrack. You get to see so many beautiful facilities. You get to meet so many great people. And I know one of the favorites that has been yours here in the past few months has been going to Laguna Seca to go hang out with your buddy Jim Guthrie. Yeah, man. Um, You know, Jim sprung it on me kind of late that he bought a TA2 car and was going to go TA racing, Trans Am racing, I should say. And, And it's not racing a Trans Am. It's where the name Trans Am came from, everybody. It, it's very confusing to, to a lot of people that are maybe the yes. old school guys. When they hear Trans Am racing, they got to be like... Pontiac Trans Am right away. You're probably thinking, uh, how are they racing those? The, the, you right. can't be banging those up. But this, what what is a TA2 car in the Trans Am series? Well, so this, let's start with that. Yeah, a, the, a TA2 car is... Um, uh, from what I understand, is the second level down of the American Racing Series car, road racing series. Trans Am is the oldest road racing series in the United States, started back in the late 50s. Uh, <clears throat> so it's been around a while. Uh, I believe late 50s. I may be wrong. Maybe the 60s. I want to, Yeah, I want to say definitely 50s or 60s. Right, but it's right. been around a long time. It's been around a long time. And it's where the name Trans Am for the Pontiac came from. Um, and so uh, the TA2 is the second level down in the type cars Jim's ra- Jim is racing, which is a uh, full-on race car with a uh, fiberglass or plastic, if you will, body. Uh, and a um, it's all spec racing, which means there's rules and everybody has to follow the same rules. And they check these cars, the wing pitch, everything. You know, the day of racing, the car goes to a spec tent they put it up on they weigh it it has to have be a certain level off the ground the wings have to all have to be within specifications and so everybody it's basically equalizes the competition 
And, uh, man, is there some competition. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're talking about, and I just checked on that, 1966 is when they first got their starts. But, I mean, you go back in the history of Trans Am, you're talking about names like Tommy Kendall, Mark Donahue, Peter Gregg, I mean, Wally Dollenbach Jr. still racing. And and all these huge names. One of the interesting things is, I think the the overall age, I mean, people don't age out of that series. No. They're they're still drivers. You're you're dealing with a a snot-nosed 18-year-old kid racing up against some of the greatest drivers, you know, in the history right. of road racing, and it's all in a spec class. That's one of the beauties of it. So right. w- what about some of the names that are over there? What are the what are the hot shoes of the series right now? Well, um... Just... Hot, I mean, hot shoes in the series. Everybody, right? I mean, you got you got NASCAR drivers right now. You have yeah. Wallace Allen. You have uh, Michelle Abate, which is a really big... Uh, road racing driver of course jim guthrie is the reason you went down yes. there and we do have to talk about jim but uh there's also a lot of kids coming up through the series that are just really really fast i the the guy that won that race that weekend slip in my mind but let's go to jim guthrie right. and his weekend because this is totally new to jim anybody that has been following the show for a while knows that uh jim of course, not only does he run and own the Car Crafters Legacy here in New Mexico, but he also carries a flag for open wheel racing and his IndyCar uh, basically history and success that right. he had because he is an IndyCar winner. I don't want people to forget that. Yes, yes, uh, So is. to go from that IndyCar now into the Trans Am, what is his mindset going into the weekend? Something totally new like that yeah i mean i think jim's always got a mindset of winning and uh for me as his friend i think i come in there and say hey man let's try to get this thing working right uh it was the second race on the car sonoma and then laguna seca uh, which is one of the main reasons i went because laguna seca is such a iconic racetrack which has been there since the 50s i do know that i believe 57 is when the track was built um, and it's built in the wine country, and it's absolutely between Monterey and Salinas, California. So I stayed in Monterey. It was my first time to ever be there, and uh, it's just absolutely gorgeous. But uh, Jim's experience in open wheel and in the drift cars, I think, also comes to play in this. But, uh, man, he's still super fast. I mean, w- with an ill-handling car, we actually completely changed I shouldn't say we, they did. Brian DeWitt and Mike McGuire um, changed the setup on the race car completely three times, uh, trying to get it, you know, get it to where it was. I think Jim described it when he was in the car as it handles like a box of rocks or something like that. Like a box of rocks? Yeah. That might and be a so, new one. I might have to steal that one. Yeah, from Jim. and so he's wrestling that thing around, but uh, you couldn't really tell it from watching because he was flying, man. And he he uh, ended up uh, getting tenth overall out of about nineteen cars in the second. I mean that's pretty awesome if you ask me. And a brand new car. And a brand I mean, new car. We got to start that's with that. Not working right, uh, and they're just trying to figure it out with no experience with that type of race car uh, up to this point in his career. Um, so pretty amazing, and a lot of hot shoe young guys in that deal with him Mm -hmm. and uh, jim takes good care of himself and and is very talented behind the wheel man oh he he is as sharp as ever i i just saw him not too long ago and he is in the best shape of his life i believe i think he's been running 
more I'd than anybody agree. I can even imagine. I mean, he is he is sharp as a nail. He is still dedicated <laughs> to the sport. And I think the, the biggest thing with Jim is he loves it. He truly does oh, yeah. love racing. And going into this TA2 car, it, it's uncharted waters, you know. You don't know exactly what you're getting into until you just go out there and do it. Right. And with a spec class like that, I think that's a fun way to learn it, too. Sure it is. I'm really, really happy that he's getting to go out there and do that and that you had the opportunity to go to Laguna Seca and check out the corkscrew, man. That was awesome, man. And those shots are just amazing. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, We're going to be able to look at some of those shots, too, coming up in the next New Mexico Motorsports Report magazine. Excited to have that. Uh, coming out here in the next week or so, so stay tuned for that. But I do want to talk to you a little bit about motocross too, Scott. Sure, that's another one of your passions. Yeah, next weekend the big race in Denver and Lakewood, the out, big outdoor, the national AMA is coming up. And uh, you know we got a we just had uh, a big uh, uh, star in the 250 class move up to the 450 class from Supercross to uh, the first uh, outdoor race. Jet Lawrence and Jet won his very first 450 race uh, in the outdoor, and so I'm really looking forward to that. And uh, a lot of people, you know, may not know that uh, uh, some of the some of the spine behind that, I would say, is uh, Trey Kennard is an old pro, and uh, Trey is a, is works for uh, HRC Honda Racing Company in development. He, he's a pro MX test rider for Honda, and so he's involved with getting those bikes working. Honda hasn't been on the top in motocross in a while, and they used to win a bunch, and they've been right there. Uh, you got Kenny Roxon's been right there on a Honda, and yeah. he's won a lot on it, but championships are not there, so uh, that's what Honda's looking for right now, and I think they got the right guy. The good news is I, I know Trey. I've gotten to be friends with him over the past about three years. And uh, we text back and forth, and I asked Trey if I could interview him while we were up there, and let's find out behind the scenes kind of what's going on and, and why these bikes and these young men are doing so well. Hunter Lawrence uh, and Jet Lawrence are brothers from Australia who have come up among the ranks, and they've been hot in the 250 class. And uh, the younger brother, Jet, has now been put on a 450, and he is smoking fast. So I'm really looking forward to interviewing Trey up there and, and see what's going on. If we can get a little insight into what's a happening. A little insight. Yeah, a little insight on why that Honda is so dadgum fast. Uh, and, and we know the riders, uh, a lot of it, but uh, the bike's working good, man. And anybody that's been paying attention to the 250 class, whether it's been indoor or outdoor, they know that it should not be a surprise to anybody that Jet is going to be one to beat in the 450 yes. class. Looking forward to that. Yes. And Scott, thanks for coming in this morning, man. Sure, taking man. The time thanks out for of having day. me. It, it's I been enjoy. great. It, it's, uh, it. It, it's been exciting to, to hear about all the festivities that you got going. And whenever you do get that interview with Trey Kennard, you got to bring that in, man. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. We'll see what the big boss says. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys stay tuned. we got a little bit more here left in the show before I get over to House of Cars, New Mexico, this morning. But you're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 1017, the team. Hi, this is Martin Truex Jr. You're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on ESPN, Albuquerque 101.7, the team.
Hey Albuquerque, this is Denny Hamlin, driver number 11, FedEx Express, Toyota, with Joe Gibbs Racing. You are listening to New Mexico Motorsports Report on ESPN Radio 1017, The Team. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Gearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, Halburn's Truck and Equipment, and Swope Real Estate. Here is David. Good morning, everybody. Of course, Spencer Hill filling in for David Swope. Really happy to do so this morning, too. Great way to jumpstart today's race day. I hope everybody is going out there and checking out, whether it be a car show, going out to the motocross track today, trail riding, whatever you're doing out there, hope you're having fun with it, and thank you for letting us share your morning. Before we do finish up, though, I do want to let everybody know that we are brought to you by Yearwood Performance since 1968. Yearwood Performance has been the home for Go Fast Parts, giving the edge on the track and the street knowledge of what to use and how to use it. Fuel injection, ignition systems, gauges, and accessories, including the largest selection of hoses and fittings. Torco Racing Fuel is also ready to go in convenient five-gallon cans. New Mexico's oldest and largest speed shop, Yearwood Performance, located at 341 Eubank. Buy local, save time and money, yearwoodperformance.com. Now, RJ, I did want to come back to some car shows to end this show before I go into a little bit of NASCAR news with everybody. You know i got to do that. But the car shows are out and about today, and one of the biggest one we got going on is this Lowriders Albuquerque Super Show. I uh, do want to give them a quick shout out. Sure, do no, it's it's a, I mean, it, it's a major event at the Albuquerque Convention Center that they have going on. It's a mix of a car show. They have a hop going on, and they have so many of these awesome concerts as well. A lot of people rev up to it. It is the Lowrider Super Show, so you're going to have a lot of people traveling. Some of the biggest clubs are going to this event, so it's always an amazing thing to see the turnout that they do get. So I always want to give them the shout out for it. Pretty much it was, you know, started starting off today. It's going to be uh, today and tomorrow, but I mean, they're going to have a cash payouts. They're going to have a trophy ceremonies. There's going to have a lot of different music. It is uh, hosted by uh, Frakes custom hydraulics. So one of the big things that they have going on, this is going to be the hop portion of it. And tell you the truth, just hoppers need to be there. I mean, pretty much they say two hours before the show, cause they actually do a little bit of a, Kind of like a practice session. That's just, I mean, one of the funniest things to watch. And then when it's when it's game time, seeing everything go up, it's uh, it's a fun thing to go to. So you know, always give a shout out to Albuquerque, uh, the Super Show. Absolutely. And if anybody wants a little bit more info on that, registration is sold out for that. Uh, Yearwood booths will be there too. Just want to throw that in there. But you can go to New Mexico Super Show dot com. And as Stevie's texting me, you can see Jim live in person over there. So definitely try to go over there and make it. Once again, that is NewMexicoSuperShow.com. What are a couple of the other ones really quick that we got going on? I know I had you cut short earlier with the Law Tiger event. Coming. All good, all good. No, two quick ones I have going on. This one is going to be a fun one in Silver City. It's actually the Anything But a Car Show, which I always want to give a quick thing to. That's going to be going on tomorrow. It's pretty much it's a UTV, ATV, motorcycle, and bike show that they have out there down in Silver City. And it's going to be at the Chamber of Commerce out there. It's going to be a cool thing that they're doing, but, I mean... From the poster that they have, they already have so many different categories of these different UTV and ATVs. Quick shout out to them. And then also going on, so at the Expo New Mexico, 
event uh, is going to be going on today at 4 p.m. It's going to be the the Elite Turner New Mexico uh, show that they have going on. And it's going to be, you know, a different thing at the State Fair, but a lot of cool stuff going out there, a lot of different cars that they kind of rev up to. So guess what? Anything that's going on in Albuquerque, we're finding some cool stuff. Appreciate that, RJ. And now I do want to bounce over to the NASCAR side of things uh, as we wrap up the car show stuff. One of the interesting things that I like paying attention to in NASCAR is some of the smaller teams, because I I believe I relate to them, and I think a lot of other people uh, that are in the industry can do that as well. And one of those names that always has popped out to me as far as the Craftsman Truck Series goes is a driver from the Nashville, Tennessee area, Clay Greenfield, driver of the number 84 Backyard Blues Pools truck. He is always one to watch at the super speedways and very interesting character to catch up with. And we were very lucky to have Joe Laraquente with the racing experts send over some uh, audio with Clay Greenfield. Here with Clay Greenfield. And Clay, uh, it's the first start for you in the 95 team, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, well, you got any plans for the rest of the season with the 95? or? We don't have definite plans. We're going to run a handful of races through the rest of the year. We don't have anything set in stone. It's just... Uh, Obviously, this is our first race after putting this deal together, so we're in the in the building stage right now. So we're just um, you know kind of running here to assess where we're at, what we need to work on, and improve on, and then and then go from there. Okay, thanks, Clay. I just uh, happy to see you back at the track, man. Yeah, great to be here. Yeah, thank you. Really appreciate that, Joe. He was also able to catch up with one of the drivers in the Craftsman Truck Series that's been on a tear this year with a new team, and that is the driver of the Bill McAnally Racing number 19, Christian Eckes. Here with Christian Eckes, ready for a truck series qualifying. Christian, you got second here last year. You think you can get this Napa Chevy back into, into Victor Lane and Gateway? Yeah, I think so. Uh, practice went pretty well. It'll be interesting to see how we qualify here, but um, the second's definitely uh, not bad for practice. A good start. We're just a little bit free, so uh, conditions are, are different than we kind of expected, obviously, being this hot. and um, We'll see, but you know, I feel like we got a pretty good... Uh, Blue Def, Napa Night Vision, Chevrolet, and, and we'll just go from here and see how it goes. And uh, you think you can get on the pole? Uh, we'll see. I don't really know yet, but uh, you never know till you know. Okay, thanks, Christian. Huh? Oh, so close to that pole, but only able to go up to P3 on the board. Your pole sitter for the Truck Series race later on today, though, is going to be the driver of the number 98, Ty Majeski, who won the pole for the Toyota 200 NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series race at Worldwide Technology Raceway at Gateway, and he had a blistering speed of 138.168 miles per hour. He takes us through that pole sitting qualifying lap at Worldwide Technology Raceway right now. Uh, Qualifying at Gateway is tricky just because you pick up so much speed from uh, race trim here. Just with uh, how much opening you have to run in the grill for uh, brake cooling and uh, just in general it's hot out. So sort of a tricky place to um, get your qualifying adjustments right. We missed it last year. I went back to our notes and really dialed in on the uh, right adjustments that we needed for the correct balance. So I think we finally hit it, obviously, and uh, thankfully I was able to put the truck in the right spot and hit a good lap. So even though Ty was able to get out there and beat his teammate, Ben Rhodes for that poll. Does that exactly make Ty the favorite? We asked him that question. Um, this is probably the racetrack I have the most experience at. I've got a couple late model wins here, and I think this is uh, my fourth truck race here now. So I um, have a lot of experience here. Uh, Joe and I work together. This is our third time here t- um, together. 
Um, and we kind of went out of our comfort zone set up wise a little bit last year and kind of got back to what we know uh, for this racetrack. So uh, we felt good about it coming here. Uh, nice to see the, the speed show. Um, you know, like I said, this has been a good track for me. I have experience here, and I think that goes a long ways into uh, coming up with a package uh, together as a race team, and um, I think uh, I feel good about it. And, of course, talking about crew chief Joe Shear there, and he does run through really quick what the secret to running at Worldwide Technology Raceway is. Well, it's unique. Uh, it almost drives like an intermediate. You kind of have a, a Phoenix 1 and 2 slash Pocono turn 3, um, as far as three and four goes, and then you know one and two were downshifting, and it's a real short track on that end, and maybe more like a of an intermediate on this end. So um, obviously it makes it tricky to set up for you. You've got to have you know arrow arrow matters here more than other short tracks. So this is kind of a mixed breed between a, a short track and intermediate. So um, I don't know. Like when, when I come here with a late model, it's like almost a super speedway we we don't lift too much around here in a, in a late model and then these are heavy braking zone into one downshift um so i don't know that i have any secrets obviously you know joe has a good package here he's run good here with uh with all the drivers that he's been with cole custer and johnny Sauter and um and now we've we've had some good speed here just not the results to show for it so um between you know me having the experience and then and him having a, a really good package i think fits well of course, that was your pole sitter for today's race time. And, Jeske, you could catch that race in here in about two hours. Of course, the Enjoy Illinois 300 with the Cup Series coming up tomorrow. Going to be a fun one over at Gateway. You can catch me here at 10 o'clock going over to House of Cars, New Mexico. want to thank RJ, Dan, and, of course, Scott Welch in the house today. It was a great show. We'll see you next time here on the New Mexico Motorsports Report on ESPN Radio. 101.7, the team. You're listening to ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. KQTM FM, Rio Rancho, Albuquerque. Your flagship station for New Mexico United Soccer.